1: Finance
0: smarter. Let's be honest. The first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia Coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home... Have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are
1: away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com,
2: designed for work. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu.
0: Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing how to pay less for almost everything.
2: How to pay less for
1: almost everything in life. There are some things that we can't or that we shouldn't ask for discounts on Joel right you're not going to get a discount from the IRS on the taxes you owe
0: (laughs) you know like you can't don't even bother
1: asking Uh, I'm not going to be able to get my mortgage reduced uh, by the loan holder Uh, (laughs) (laughs) can you reduce the principal amount on what I owe please I would love a discount (laughs) no there but there are a lot of areas in our lives where we can ask for a discount and generally speaking our hope for this episode is that at the end of it uh, that you're going to still think that we're being frugal here not cheap because you know and we're going to talk about this more but that's one of the big strikes against asking for a discount is the
0: perception of just coming across looking like a Scrooge. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to end up in that position. We'll we'll talk through kind of like how you go about doing it. and and How to do it well. Some of the tactics you need to take so you don't come across looking like, yeah, that guy or gal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, okay, dude, speaking
1: of being cheap or frugal, so Brood X cicadas, right? Like there's a lot of talk about these bugs. I'm actually disappointed because I literally have not seen a single
0: cicada here in Atlanta. Have you? Uh, No, but I haven't been on the lookout either. Well, okay, so 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 I'll explain to our listeners because I saw just some headline. About cicadas? No, being nutritious. Do they? Okay, I haven't really read about cicadas,
1: but yes. Okay, so yeah, here's the thing. I'm disappointed. You, you mentioned nutritious. <laughs> I'm disappointed that we haven't seen a single one because I came across this uh, online cookbook that teaches you how to prepare, how to cook cicadas. It turns out you can actually eat these suckers. Oh man! <laughs> and so when I when I saw that, I thought, oh, my gosh, you better believe I'm going to try to convince Kate that this is something that we should do as a family. And so at this point, we have not yet been able to do it because I literally haven't, you know, there, there haven't been these swarms of cicadas like I've seen pictures of online. So what are you supposed to like catch these things with a net while they're in well, midair? They're, what, what do you do? like the pictures I've seen? They're like all over trees and just like at the, I mean, just in piles. Uh, I have seen. Places where there are a lot of cicadas, but it turns out that this you new hand
0: pick them, toss them in the frying pan.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, so my mindset was like, okay, I'll get a bunch of them, throw them in a bag, throw them in the freezer until we get enough. And then, yeah, there's different ways you can go about preparing them. Uh, They are nutritious. Dipped in beer batter. Okay, that's what I want to do it. Dude,
0: yeah, that might be the only way you're
1: gonna get cicadas. (laughs) (laughs) That might be quite delicious. But so, yeah. That being said, would you actually eat cicadas? Do you think? I mean, so deep frying them. You think that's the way to go? All
0: right. So if someone served them to me, I feel like the uh, the classy thing to do is to give it a try. Right. So if if I'm at your house and you guys lovingly made (laughs) cicadas (laughs) for dinner, like I would take a bite. But um, I'm probably not gonna go like cicada gathering. It is not a part of our culture. I mean, in other
1: countries, they eat bugs uh, a good bit. And you can eat bugs, but it's just not a part of our culture. It's not the American way. There are going to be a lot of folks out there who are going to say, no freaking way. Well, you know. Are you going to be able to convince me to eat bugs? I, I will say,
0: I, I'll admit, I think that's part of my hamburger and, uh, and apple pie, American <laughs> uh, Americanized taste buds. That's, spice, that's on me. The cheddar on I'll top of that it, apple pie. <laughs> well, I'm on the lookout for
1: cicadas. And if we actually get enough together, dude, we're totally going to do it. And uh, make sure to update listeners so they know what's up.
0: All right. <laughs> Save me some. I'll give it oh, a
1: Oh, and we can link to uh, to that little online recipe book
0: as well that I came across that kind of explains how you can go about cooking these jokers. Okay, sounds so. good. I, I got to say, too, th- they can't be all that different um maybe like they're the flying version of crawfish that's what they seem like all to right. me maybe and i like crawfish so it's maybe like the crawfish of the sky now that i've made that correlation <laughs> maybe i would like them because man i can i can pack away some crawfish they say that they're supposed to
1: be you know kind of nutty uh but also very good for you and the best part free you know oh, like yeah. why would you not like if there is just a you know if you see a random strawberry or a tomato or something like that like would you not eat it of course yeah Well, the same thing with bugs, in my opinion, but obviously there's a lot of differences
0: between a bug and uh, a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) True. All right. Well, let's move on, Matt. Let's mention the beer we're having uh, on this episode. This one's called Origins. It's by Crooked Stave out of Colorado. This is a Burgundy Sour and they make pretty much only good beers. So looking forward to uh, sharing this one with you today. But uh, let's move on to the subject at hand too. We're talking about how to pay less for almost everything. Yeah. And Matt, have you ever heard anyone say... I love paying full price for stuff. <laughs> no, no, nobody. Me neither, right? But I, I think you know most of us we never think to do what it takes to pay less on things that we buy. It's it's kind of like maybe seeing dollar bills on the street and then not picking it up. Um, but I right, guess that, or that's,
1: cicadas like on the tree that you <laughs> right. wouldn't eat. Like what's the wrong food? with you? Yeah, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> Why aren't you getting it? But I, maybe the the dollar bill on the street's not a perfect illustration because some, you know they might have like gum stuck to it or something be like oh nasty
1: i'm never not going to pick up a dollar bill or a five or a ten or anything definitely anything higher than that if i were to see it out in the parking lot or something you picking up a penny uh yeah okay. Dude, I, I pick up all money <laughs> <laughs> if i see money on the ground i'm picking it up even canadian money well yeah, well the kids think it's interesting that's true i do i do point. take him home and uh if it looks extra sketchy um or if it's like have you ever heard of the poop dollar
0: no i don't want to <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's kind of—it's a terrible thing. It's like a practical joke that people do. Uh, but if it kind of looks like you know a, a sketchy piece of currency, I'll take it home and wash it and wash my hands and not touch anything else before I do that. But
0: I appreciate your dedication to savings.
1: I am not above washing a, a yeah dollar bill in the sink when I get when I get home. <laughs> but let's talk about maybe
0: easier ways to <laughs> yeah, yeah. to save money, right? <laughs> and I think you know there are there are some really simple ways for all of us to be able to get discounts on lots of things. But we're either just not aware that these discounts discounts exist, or often we're just too self-conscious to take advantage and to ask for a discount when it's readily available. Um, But yeah, that's part of what we want to talk about today. We want to make sure that changes and that people are more aware of the available discounts that are hovering around them, and then also to encourage them to ask more frequently for discounts um, when you can snack one.
1: Yeah, last week we talked about how basically, I mean, we're spending so much money, dude. We're spending more money on virtually everything. Uh, Again, that's partly because of inflation. But also this has to do with societal and, and personal lifestyle creep or lifestyle inflation. And nobody in their right mind wants to pay more for something uh, than they actually need to. So the problem is, is that most people, they don't even think about asking for that discount, Uh, even when it is easy pickings. We mentioned uh, a stat recently where almost 90% of folks who called their credit card company to have a late payment fee waived, that they were able to get that money back. So the stats show that you would be overwhelmingly successful were you to ask for a discount there. Those companies are happy to do it just to keep you happy, uh, but we don't get oftentimes
0: because we don't ask. Yeah. It's like, man, you can get that that interest fee and the late fee waived. All you got to do is make the call and and ask that could be like 50, 60 bucks, but (laughs) you know, you're too shy or too unwilling to make that phone call. So like, why don't we ask? I guess is, is one of the big questions here, right? Like I think in in this country, just like maybe we're particularly averse to eating bugs, (laughs) like you mentioned, where that's just not part of our culture. We also too, culturally, we're not big in, uh, into asking for a discount. It's commonplace in a whole lot of other countries around the world. Matt, in some of my travels, I like go into some of these markets, they expect you to haggle. If right. you if you pay the price that they first say they, they don't understand it. <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? You're not going to negotiate with me? So I think part of the reason that we don't ask for discounts is, is cultural, but I don't think that means that we're not going to be able to get discounts when when we do um, actually ask for them. I'm totally with you, man. Just like eating bugs
1: in other countries is more acceptable, I think haggling should also be something that is more acceptable. I remember the first time I went to Central America, our guide made a point to tell us that haggling, like that is just a part of the process, that is how a transaction occurs, that's a part of uh, going to a market, right? So that's one reason that we avoid asking for a discount or haggling, it feels like we're being rude. Also, another reason we often avoid asking for a discount is because we're just not used to it, right? the decision to ask for a discount can become a habit and since it's not a part of our culture most folks are are just out of the habit of looking for a discount and asking someone for a better deal when it's necessary uh, it's kind of like a muscle you know we, we used to talk about this a lot but you know it's a muscle that you can build up By using it over time, but most folks they've got weak muscles in this category because they
0: haven't made it a habit to ask for that discount. They're just underdeveloped. Yeah, yeah. When you're out of the habit of doing something, it's tough to actually um, give it a shot. Right. (laughs) You just haven't done it in a long time, or maybe ever really. Uh, I think another reason, Matt, that that folks neglect to ask for a discount sometimes is because they're afraid of rejection. Right. A lot of folks are scared that when they ask for a discount, they're going to get shut down cold. And it's important to not let that. someone would be like, no, no, you can't have a discount on this to get you down for long. Yeah. I mean, that's a natural reaction, right? Like nobody actually wants to experience that, that yeah. rejection. <laughs> They're not shaming you. They're just telling you no, and, and that's okay. And I don't, I don't know about you, Matt, but I remember in my single days, I had some friends who like when they would ask somebody out and they get turned down, they were like Teflon, man. They, they would go out and ask somebody else out. Like then I would stay, I would, like I'd be berate myself for like a week or two. You're least. like, all right, time to go home. Party's over. <laughs> but I, I think that's like a better way to react to kind of have that teflonish response to where you know you're you're able to get back up on the horse and try again and ask again it's important that maybe like if you don't get a discount that one time (laughs) that you ask not to let that prevent you from asking for more discounts in the future
1: yeah. Just remember, it's just a no. You know, it's not a huge deal. I feel like we could all stand to, to, to toughen up a little bit. Maybe like um, you said Teflon. I'm thinking like less Teflon and more like cast iron pot. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to be uh, when it comes to rejection. Our reason we're talking about this as well is that it's also important to remove the stigma of getting a discount. Uh, and so on this episode, we're here to convince you that paying less is OK. Just because you're paying less, that doesn't mean it's always going to be an inferior product. Uh, Deals and promotions out there, they exist as a behavioral tactic to get us to uh, to open up our wallets. We'll we'll actually talk more about that and the downsides of discounts uh, a little bit later on. But there's nothing wrong with getting a discount. It's a mostly good thing, and it doesn't mean that you're this cheap, stingy, miserable person. (laughs) Uh, And actually how you go about asking for a discount that actually has the most to do with how you're perceived. And we'll also talk about that later on in the episode. Uh, But just keep in mind that, you know, just because you might be perceived as cheap,
0: that doesn't mean you necessarily are. You're just looking for a deal. That's right. Yeah. And scoring a discount also doesn't mean you're automatically ripping somebody else off. I think sometimes people feel that way. They're like, if I ask for this discount, yeah, they, feel and they guilt. They give it to me and I'm taking food out of their baby's mouth. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that's actually- uh, what, Literally what, you're removing, you know, the Cheerios out of that baby's mouth. <laughs> that's what one of my bosses used to say. I worked at a, a, a restaurant and like, if we would eat too much on break, he'd be like, you're taking food out of my baby's mouth. And <laughs> I felt bad about it. I started to eat less, you know? You're like, oh my gosh, I am. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, your baby's fine, buddy. But uh, and then yeah. you see him take the leftovers home. And he's like, oh
1: my gosh, you really feed that to your children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but being literal, he, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but unless, you know, a business is being forced to sell you a product uh, at a discount against their will. They want to sell you their product. That's what they're in the business of doing. Yes. And so yeah. like as long as they that, want your money, they do and you want their products. <laughs> and so if that business can say no, then it's a fair transaction. That's how markets work. It's supply and demand, right? And, and there might be some folks out there who, uh, who feel like they're taking advantage of other people when they get a better deal. But as long as we're, we're in the context of a free market, everyone really wins, right?
1: Absolutely, man. So it makes me think of, you know, before starting the podcast with you, I used to be a photographer and folks would often ask for a discount. Was I ever offended? never did well, you ever say yes no Do, well no sometimes yeah i did say yes because if business was a little bit slow if we didn't if i didn't have a whole lot of shoots booked if my my workload was looking a little bit light i would rather offer a 10 15% discount versus sitting at home and feeling bad about myself because i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> earning enough money but you know what if i was if i was busy and someone asked for a discount i could politely decline and be like you know what i i would love to be able to work with you and and offer you something i understand your you know your budget is maybe a little bit smaller but I am just too busy. I'm sorry, you know, I I can't work with you. And so, yeah, when it comes to asking for a discount, which we'll get to a little bit later on, but also too, you know, from the standpoint of a business operator, you can be polite on both sides of the transaction.
0: Yeah, I think for either person, the person who's asking for the discount or the p- person who's being asked to give a discount, in neither circumstance is it a reflection of the quality of the good or the kind of person you are, <laughs> right? I think um, that we need to get past that. We need to move past that. That's kind of part of what it looks like to pay less for things and to ask for a discount. But Matt, Matt, there are some downsides downsides to discounts. In some ways, discounts can actually be bad for consumers. We'll talk about that right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. And now, a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help.
1: Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal.
0: Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Cachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. Dot com slash how to money that's spelled K A C H A V A and get ten percent off your first order that's kachav dot com slash how to money
1: We're back we're talking how you can pay less for almost everything out there uh, and Joel, yes, we simultaneously love discounts, but there is a darker side to them. Let's talk about the downsides to discounts. They're like Jekyll and Hyde, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. there's there's a there's always the yin and the yang to it. There's always the balance. You know, we're we're in favor of asking for discounts, but paying less isn't always a good thing when we talked back with Michelle Singletary last week. Uh, and she said that discounts make us dumb. There can be some truth to that, man. You know, when we prioritize price over the quality of the item that we're buying, it can lead to buying junk that doesn't last all that long. Uh, Getting the lowest price can feel like this game, uh, but oftentimes it's a game that some folks lose because they are way too focused on getting a deal. And, you know, then we have items that we don't really enjoy or use all that often because they're just made to fall apart. This is an instance where spending a little more on an item can actually cause you to come out ahead in the long
0: run when it comes to your money. Very true been there uh, I' talked about that on the show before my penchant for uh, deal loving actually came back to bite me in many instances when I was younger just yeah buying general crap <laughs> uh, stuff that wasn't uh, didn't hold up as well and I've learned my lesson over the years and you know I'm a reformed deal addict I'll say maybe uh, I think yeah it, it can cause us to buy too much junk right because like running in tandem with focusing on price over quality discounts can cause us to buy more stuff like we yeah. too much stuff not yeah. just poor quality stuff, but just too much quantity. You become the opposite of a minimalist, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we buy stuff way too often in order to score a deal, leading us to buy and own way more than we actually need. And, and this is partly due to what's called anticipatory regret, right? It leads to fancy this... Fancy term. Yeah, well, you know, we get we get fancy here <laughs> you're on Out of Money. But yeah, it really, what that does is it leads to a sense of urgency to pounce before this deal no longer exists. I mean, that's exactly what retailers are trying to get you to do. They're creating this height, heightened sense that this deal only lasts for so long. You better get it while it's hot. Um, and and that, that that's when we end up with an attic or a garage full of wonky items, maybe items that <laughs> (laughs) We never used half-broken items uh, from our house, a dresser full of clothes that we don't really wear. I mean, we just have to keep reminding ourselves that we got a deal, though, because uh, (laughs) if we don't, we're going to be heartbroken over all the money we've wasted. At least you got that deal. At least you
1: saved money, and you got all the stuff that you no longer use or that you don't even like. Uh, And then before you know it, you're paying rent to house all your stuff in this place that's called a self-storage. And then we all know where this goes, Joel. (laughs) Then then you're you're on A&E's Hoarders. You're the subject uh, of of other people's entertainment. That's right. Someone's buying your whole storage unit for like $175 or something. That's when you've really lost out. And also, man, studies show that getting a discount, it reduces the chance that we'll shop around, right? When we're presented with uh, an easy coupon at checkout or or just for signing up for the newsletter, We're more apt to quickly pounce on that deal. And again, this is that fancy term, anticipatory regret that you mentioned. Internet retailers have caught on to our desire to get a deal. And it makes us feel good to see that discount. gives us that hit of dopamine. It makes it feel like that we found a treasure even when it's just like spoon-fed to us. (laughs) But often those deals... That are touted, they're not really deals at all. Uh, and you know, we would find that out if we did some shopping around before purchasing. You know, just because there's a coupon code for 10% we make that purchase. Uh, but if we did a little bit of shopping around, we'd find out that another store might be selling that same item for 20% off with no code even necessary at all.
0: Yeah. So that's another downside to deals: is how do we know when a deal is actually a deal, especially in today's atmosphere, right? Like technology and online shopping has made it easier to be a savvy consumer with like hundreds of retailers at our fingertips. It's easier than ever to compare apples to apples, uh, especially using a plugin like Honey um, to to be able to tell for sure. Like they'll tell you price history uh, on that one website and then you can compare. um, And then often Honey will find coupon codes for you or compare to other websites. Yeah. Capital One Shopping, dude. That's another one too. That's kind of come on the scene. That's actually really good too. Yeah. So, so checking out like, yeah, both of those can help, you know, okay, this, this is being touted as a deal, but maybe it's not, it's not as good as it looks um, at least at, at first glance, but it can be more difficult when you're shopping for Something in person, right? For example, if you're buying from a car dealership, they talk all about the the discounts (laughs) that they're offering you. But is it really cheaper than you could get that car for elsewhere? Especially if you're in person on the dealer lot, chances are (laughs) you've already made uh, mistake number one, right? If
1: you're when you're bound by geography, those perceived discounts, I think they come across as even more powerful because oftentimes you know you're not going to be like, hold on one second, pull out your phone or pull out your laptop (laughs) and and search, you know, Carvana, CarMax, see what someone's selling theirs for on Craigslist, most folks are, are less likely
0: to do that. Yeah, and so it's often just the energy of the salesperson who's making you feel something as opposed mm. to you know the facts being legitimately uh, in favor of this car being a deal. And so it's really important to do your due diligence before blindly believing that the, the discount that you're being offered is worthwhile and represents the lowest price. So yeah, I think when we talk about that Michelle Singletary line, um, don't uh, discounts make us dumb. Yeah, we got to make sure we <laughs> don't let discounts make us dumb because it's far too easy to let that limited discount information set off a light in our brain saying buy it buy it now um, when ultimately that's a bad decision
1: yeah, I, I think this is probably a good reason, too, why sites like Carvana and CarMax are doing so well. I mean, obviously, they make it easier to buy a car because you can just sit there and you know do it from your phone even, <laughs> which is crazy to think that, oh, yeah, I'm just going to buy a car on my phone. If you would have told me that 15 years ago, I'd be like, no. <laughs> like no. Yeah, there's no way. But it does allow you to take your time, look at the prices, and shop around. And I think folks are realizing the value that they're able to receive through that process, through being able to take their time and, and do their due diligence, uh, not being forced into a sale in person. And it's also important to point out that discounts come in a number of different flavors chocolate vanilla (laughs) strawberry my favorites uh what about uh, mint chocolate chip uh cicada flavored maybe oh my god that actually (laughs) sounds pretty gross it might most closely resemble pistachio uh there's a place near us actually that has salted caramel that's i mean that's kind of one of the the local favorites around here right that's a classic you you fan of the salted caramel my wife that's my wife's favorite okay for sure And so when it comes to how that is translated to discounts, that can often be the the typical percentage off that we'll see, or BOGOs, right, buy one, get one free, that we're used to seeing. Or maybe that might even mean more complicated discounts, like, you know, a rebate or a free gift with purchase. Either way, it's important to make sure that you're not allowing your consumer behavior to be swayed by these different marketing tactics. Uh, This is when it's important to just to be able to know yourself. So if you know that you like receiving gifts, well... You know, that promotion where you get some free goodies, that may cause you to pay more when in reality, those aren't items that you truly need, <laughs> right? And so stay away, make sure that you're able to kind of, that you're able to parse your way to the bottom line number uh, to know if you're truly getting a deal.
0: Yeah, I feel like one of the discounts that most easily leads people astray is the buy one, get one 50% off. Oh yeah. It's like, oh man, in reality, that sounds great. they're, they're coaxing you into buying something else that you might not have other, otherwise bought. You're buying a second item and... And you know when you when you boil the discount down, it's really not that much off. So I think that is definitely you know one of the more heinous discounts out there. I'm sure. Um, but let's talk to Matt. On one of the other downsides is that it's hard to know when haggling is okay and when it isn't. Sometimes it's obvious. You're not likely going to score a discount at a nationwide grocery chain when you're checking out with your grocery. Right. Like, can I get five <laughs> bucks extra off on the, on this load? Or you know, like, charge me two bucks less for the cicada flavored ice cream? Yeah. Like yeah. they're not they're not going to do that. If we're really driving home. The thing. Aren't I know. We? <laughs> I, I, I love beating the dead horse, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you, you are likely to get something for less when you're buying on, let's say, Facebook Marketplace, right? Yeah. That's a a place where haggling or asking for a discount makes sense and you should do it in pretty much every case. Yeah, you're talking here about like the social and the cultural norms when it comes to negotiating and buying. Yeah, and where you're buying makes all the difference, right? Absolutely. But it's also important to know that it's okay far more often than you think it is. And it's important to at least start going for that initial low-hanging fruit to start paying less on a consistent basis, right? Like when you are at a yard sale or buying some baby gear, let's say, on Craigslist, start uh, small and ask in situations where you feel most comfortable in order to get used to asking if you can get an even better price. It will feel less awkward as you attempt it more and more. And Matt, I was selling something recently on Facebook Marketplace, and it was uh, basically it was some cloth diapers that we no longer need. Yeah. And I was surprised because they were up there for like six months and nobody bit on these things. And I was like, yeah. oh.
1: Well, maybe, I'm just gonna, maybe that's because
0: they're diapers. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but they're cloth, you know, they're washed, they're clean. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, pretty that's, soon, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be giving these away. Yeah. But somebody reached out and they were like, hey, I, I'm, re- can I come by and take a look? I was like, sure. And they paid full price. Nice. I, I mean, you got to read the read the room, though, man, because like I would have taken like half price at yeah. that point in time. They've been on there so long, so it's one of those things where zero comments. Yeah. <laughs> no backups. <laughs> I'm more than happy to take all the money, but I'm just saying, like that buyer could have gotten a discount far more easily uh, than than maybe they they thought they could. It was like right for the picking. Yeah. Well, and that's you kind of get to another point too, which is when you're
1: negotiating and you're talking online, it's even easier to do that yeah. online when you're hiding behind your keyboard, right? <laughs> (laughs) Uh, And sometimes you don't even have to ask. You know, we've already talked about coupons, but just searching for coupons is one way that you can find that discount without even having to have a potentially awkward conversation, uh, either digitally with somebody or even in real life. Because, right, as millennials, we're always trying to avoid those, you know, real life conversations. (laughs) I feel awkward. Um, But, you know, even still, though, those online chats, going to Twitter, uh, sliding into the DMs, uh, or even sending an email to a company that you're hoping to buy from uh, are much
0: easier. Ways to ask for a discount uh, than even being face to face. Yeah. So start with the easy stuff, right? Start with a, a chat with a company that you're looking to buy something from. Hey, do you have an extra 10% off coupon going on right now? Or do you have an, a sale coming up that I don't know about? Yeah, that That's like a, a good way to start. And you don't really have to offend a person. It's like a chatbot sort of yeah. situation. They're, you, just, they're just an employee. They don't care. Yeah. One of my favorite other places to to get a discount without really any heavy lifting is on eBay. <laughs> they have like a make an offer thing that a lot of buyers will will put in their listing, mm-hmm. and so you can either like buy it now, or you can bid on it, or you can make an offer. And so, if there's the make an offer button available, I always make an offer. So I might get like a pair of shorts that they were selling for twenty bucks, make an offer at like fifteen fifty, see what happens. Yeah, um, that's kind of like you know hitting the easy button when it comes to like <laughs> testing your uh, discount asking capabilities.
1: Yeah, so clearly we're big fans of everyone trying to get as many discounts as possible. I mean, honestly, you can just ask. Uh, all they can say is no. And again, the more you do it, the more likely it is that you'll get discounts on the reg. Uh, but keep in mind that there are going to be some instances where you're not likely going to be able to get a discount. Or, or even instances where it might be offensive if you're trying to, to pay less. Uh, and so that's why the way in which you ask makes all the difference. Going about it in the right way, that is crucial. And we'll talk
0: more about that dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money
1: joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop mm-hmm. they were fresh out of the oven they had that perfectly flaky crust but guess what that serendipitous experience would never had happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel we had found the perfect flat in the coolest
0: part of town thanks to airbnb Ah, oh, man i'm still dreaming about those meat pies you're making my <laughs> you're making me drool and while turning to airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough.
1: Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. All right, we're back. Still
0: talking about how to pay less for almost everything. And Matt, what you said before the break is true. Your approach means everything. Uh, What do they say? You catch more flies with honey than vinegar? I've heard that. Yeah, and I think that's true. I think the way in which you present yourself, the way in which you ask can make all the difference if you come in assuming that you're owed a discount. Oh, yeah. And that's not going to go over well. Uh, And I'm sure you felt that too. The way in which the email was written when someone asked for a discount when it came to photography makes all the difference too in how you respond and whether or not they get one so you got to make sure your approach is solid so let's talk about that and and what you should be doing to ensure that you're getting discounts on goods and services that you are already planning on getting because again we don't want discounts to make you dumb and more susceptible to buying stuff that you don't already need so let's talk about yeah the stuff that you would be buying already how you pay less well the first tip is to be prepared Do your research. Like, what's a fair price? Um, Some stores are going to match or even beat the price that competitors are selling that item for. And it can be insulting if you're asking for an unrealistic (laughs) discount Uh, it's like asking a wedding photographer in their extremely busy season for a discount feels like a faux pas it's like how about half price (laughs) it's like well how about nah but asking them for a small (laughs) discount in the off season when they probably have fewer weddings maybe on an off day even i would even encourage it dude i mean seriously because it was just a way to do a wednesday wedding right oh dude yeah weekday weddings were the best and
1: same thing with your shorts you know if you're looking at, at a pair of shorts online and normally you know 20 bucks and you go you go in there and like hey how about $2 $2 bill, like <laughs> two bucks. Yeah. I mean, if they could like give you a thumbs down along with that, no, I'm sure they would, but you know, they, they can't, they probably would. They probably <laughs> write me a mean little
0: note <laughs> when they say no, right? One star for you. Exactly. So. But yeah, even asking a question like, do you have any discounts right now or coming up in the near future? That That's the kind of uh, question that you can be asking um, in order to be prepared. It's a great way of getting that discount conversation started.
1: Yeah. And again, how it is that you ask for a discount is crucial. You can do it in a way that, that makes the business owner or employee ask you to leave the store, <laughs> <laughs> or you can do it in a way that makes them far more likely to see what they can do. They it's might like,
0: get you, out of here right now.
1: Yeah. Or, or they might just go out of their way because you've been able to connect with them on a human level, right? Your, just your tone of voice and your body language can go a long way in convincing an employee to, to hook you up. Uh, you don't want to be domineering, you know, a sense of entitlement. like That's not going to get you very far. But you also want to speak up and you want to stand your ground so that you're not easily ignored. Uh, Essentially, I feel like what we're trying to convince you to to be here is like likable. Like (laughs) You you want them to feel like that you you are their friend because it's easy to want to help out a friend. It's a lot harder to do
0: something nice for someone you don't like. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, Also important too, when you're uh, thinking about your approach to asking for a discount is to talk to the right person because you might just be banging your head against the wall if you're talking to the wrong one you might receive a quick no because you're talking to a person that works at this company who doesn't have any authority to give you that discount and then you're like oh man didn't work but that's your fault actually because yeah. you asked you asked the wrong person yeah. so i think there is a way let's say you get that quick note to say actually can i speak to a manager or a supervisor?" Maybe somebody that has some more authority to cut the price for you. And, and Matt, this reminds me. One of the things I've con- I consistently do: I buy flowers for my wife at the Kroger nearest our house um, because they have really nice tulips. And it feels like every time I go in there, they have some that are out of date, right? Mm-hmm. Like they s- sell by date, which I—that's a thing on flowers, I guess, right? Yeah. And uh, they and s- to look fresh and perky. Yeah. So like they're normally seven dollars, but usually I can get them for close to half price if they're past that sell by date. But I got to ask the right person. If I'm asking at checkout, they're going to be like, I mean, no, uh, we don't have any discounts. But if I ask the person who's like the manager of the floral department, they've got the little gun right there and they scan it and they uh, give me like a few bucks off. And so, yeah, make sure, again, that you're talking to the right person, the person that can actually help you out, not just a random employee. And another approach that might help you to get a discount uh, is to offer cash.
1: Uh, this is especially, I think, handy when you're dealing with local small businesses. But credit cards—they cost retailers more money, and so offer cash instead if you really want to pay less money. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't feel as bad for the retailer if they got that cash in hand for that product. I know when it comes to making a liquor store run, I'm always crunching the numbers uh, to see if the debit card discount if it makes up for that lost cash back, because you know, <laughs> there's there's benefits when it comes to using credit cards. Cards. And so it might still make sense for you if you're trying to hit a certain spend threshold, if you're trying to achieve a, a certain number of points. But sometimes either using cash or even using a debit
0: card uh, can score you that sweet discount. Yeah. And I agree. The local small business owner is likely going to be the most receptive when you ask them if you know they, they would take a cash discount. Mm. Also to consider asking for something extra instead of just a lower price. Maybe instead of getting 10% off, you ask for a deal sweetener that can be just as valuable for you, but it can make those negotiations negotiations. negotiations go a bit more smoothly, make it feel a little less like you're devaluing the item that you're trying to purchase. So yeah, instead of trying to get that extra 10% Ten percent off on a bag of coffee from your local coffee shop. Maybe see if they'll throw in a free cup of coffee while you're there, along with paying full price for that bag of coffee. That's that's one tactic you can take.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's definitely helpful too. If you know you're already going to make that purchase, it doesn't hurt to you know see if there's something that you can kind of get thrown in for free. Yeah. But when it comes to some bigger purchases, we we want folks to also be willing to walk away. Maybe this doesn't apply to a bag of coffee, but the price really does matter when it comes to some of these different purchases that we make. And if the price doesn't match your your perceived value, we Recommend for folks to, to walk away uh, and at the same time, don't be a jerk about it, right? Like, you know, we'll refer you back to earlier when we we're talking about being nice. Uh, <laughs> you can still say thank you, you can move on about your day uh, without buying the, the non discounted item, uh, or, or at least we would recommend for you to wait until discounts on that item start to appear. So if what you're looking to buy isn't necessary for you to own right now, then wait until that item is, is more likely to be discounted. So for instance, I'm thinking about like TVs, right? Like you're always gonna be able to get a better deal on a TV in November or January. And so go with the flow and, and hold off until discounts on that type of item
0: until they abound. Yeah, recognizing that seasonality is seasonality, helpful. Seasonality, <laughs> because yes. again, yeah, you're banging your head against the wall if you're you're trying to get that discount at a time where. The, the the business just isn't interested in offering discounts. Yeah, you want to go with the flow when it comes to that. Agreed. And and two, in some industries, it pays to be patient because they're so incredibly complex. Man, I'm thinking of medical bills, right? <laughs> like right. that's one of those things where it still always feels like a mystery <laughs> as to what we're supposed to pay every single time we go in to see the doctor. Like, I don't know what that whether I'm going to receive a bill or not and for how much it's going to be for or not. Uh, but I do know this never pay the bill the first time it shows up from the doctor's (laughs) office that (laughs) is a lesson i've definitely learned over the years because yeah the way that insurance works and medical billing works there's almost always a discount by the time the next bill comes around so in that case you don't even necessarily have to ask for a discount you just have to wait but then also too yeah it doesn't hurt uh, especially on medical bills there's so many different ways to ask for a discount most people assume they have to pay that final bill in full on their own and you know that might be the case. That might be what you're stuck with. But there are a lot of ways to kind of work around that. Talk to a patient advocate that works at the hospital and, you know, find out what kind of financial aid you qualify for. There's a lot of ways to lower the actual cost of that final medical bill um, in your life.
1: Yeah, it, p- it pays to delay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the only times that procrastination maybe comes in handy a little bit. Yeah, And, you know, so when you're looking to, to spend a little bit less on something that you're looking to buy. Buy used stuff, right? This is kind of outside of the realm of haggling and asking for a discount. But when you buy used items, those discounts are just baked in. And when you're buying, you know, something on Craigslist or Facebook yard sale or marketplace, you can always ask for a discount there as well. The additional discount on the discount, all on top of the discount. I exactly. love that. Or don't forget shopgoodwill.com. That's another favorite of mine, where you can go on there. It's you know set up sort of like eBay, but all of these items are things that have been donated. So oftentimes they're not looking to make a huge profit off these items. They're they're looking to just unload them. But Joel, man, I love paying less for something that I've already planned to purchase. But you know, it, it can be really easy for, for all the money nerds out there to say that they're saving money because they think that discounts are always this really good thing. Uh, and that can you know lead to some of this mindless spending and, and saving less of our money than we should be. But it's still important to make those spending decisions consciously uh, and to ask for discounts on the items that you're buying more often. And so keep in mind that you really never know if you can get a better deal uh, or not unless you ask. Uh, and you might be surprised that it's
0: way less awkward than you think it's going to be. Yeah, I think too, Matt, it's really interesting how you you, earlier you mentioned it's kind of like this muscle, right? And that it's atrophied by us, our lack essentially of asking for a discount when we really could get away with it much more easily. We could save some money and it's good for us. And I think some of these tactics to be able to save more, to be able to ask for a discount um, will, will yeah help us pay less now. But I think these tactics will also help us in other areas of our life too. Our collective increased willingness um, to, to ask for that discount can give us the confidence to ask for more money in a job interview, right? To, to, oh, yeah. ne- to negotiate a lower deal on your rent, maybe, to ask for a free month extra of rent, or to ask for a lower monthly rent amount, or to get like a nicer hotel room than you actually paid for when you're at the front desk. Just asking for like that sweet upgrade (laughs) that you otherwise would have been stuck in the room next to the ice machine. But now (laughs) (laughs) maybe you got the the penthouse suite, which is great. But yeah, since getting over your fears is really the biggest battle here, I think. Uh, It's getting over some of those cultural norms that have been baked in. Um, And since saving real money is possible if we do this. We think starting to ask for a discount more frequently in our lives is, is really important. And it's the only way we're going to be able to pay less for almost everything consistently. But all right, Matt, that's enough about discounts. Let's get back to beer, okay? Yeah, What, what were your thoughts on this beer that we had on today's episode? This is Origins by Crooked Stave, and it's a oak-aged burgundy sour.
1: Yeah, this was a big old 750 bottle that you and I shared, uh, but it was dark and, and velvety. It poured a nice brown color, and it was really acidic. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the pH level is on this, now that I've had a, a beer by a brewery where they put the pH levels on the label. Actually, I, I really wish... All- now you crave it. <laughs> I crave it. I, that's a data point that I want to have. Uh, but I will say I enjoyed it, but I kind of wish that it had more fruit flavors going on. Uh, it honestly reminded me a lot of malt vinegar. Are you are you a fan of malt vinegar? You know kind of like you go to a diner oh, you yeah. got the fries there yeah, and they, it's okay they kind of got that going on this is honestly what it reminded me of but imagine if that malt vinegar was aged and nice uh, you know, <laughs> fancy wooden fooders that definitely added that oak element to it but I, I guess i kind of i wish there was something else like whether it's like maybe a little bit of fruit or maybe like a little bit of funk one additional note i feel like would have taken this beer to the next level
0: but i still really enjoyed it this was a, a really solid one glad we got to share it on the show but yeah what were your thoughts Yeah, man. This one was incredibly tart. It definitely had like a vinegar profile to me going on. And uh, although it definitely had, you know, a lot of those oak notes at the same time. And I thought it actually did have like a a hint of like a tart cherry vibe. So Mm -hmm. even though there were no cherries used in the making of this beer, I think you could kind of like almost get that out of it. I think this was a delicious beer. I agree, though. Maybe it could have used, it was a little one note, maybe, but it could have used a little diversity, but still, yeah, really, really good. I pretty much love everything I've had by Crooked Stave. Yeah, they make really good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, and I got to say, this one still, uh, I would put up there on like almost excellent level.
1: Nice, man. Yeah, for everyone out there, check out Crooked Stave if you have access to their beers. Joel, that's going to be it for this episode. Listeners can find our show notes up on our website at howtomoney.com. We'll make sure to link to any of the different resources that we may have mentioned during this episode, like, uh, like the Honey extension uh, when you're shopping online
0: or the uh, the Capital One shopping app. Sounds good. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. So until next time, best friends out. Best friends out.